What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Alternative Reality, where we talk about everything gaming, everything nerdy, basically everything awesome. I am Heber Hammer, and I am joined, as always, by Muggin. What's up? Not much, my man. You ready to talk about all the craziness that happened? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> um, I can't wait to talk about one of your things on the list here um, for mm. the movies section. Cocaine oh, man, Bear. so good. I want to know. I want. Oh know. god, it was so good. Uh, <laughs> um, spoiler alert! Awesome. Well, well, let me go ahead and do my little spiel first. So, uh, first of all, thank all of you guys for listening on the Patreon. Um, we really, really appreciate anyone that supports us like that. So, um, if you're interested, please go to patreon.com forward slash anrpod. Um, you can find out everything, different tiers there and all that. So, yeah, go for it. And then if you guys uh, want to join us on the Discord, discord.me forward slash ANR. Hop in, a bunch of different channels there. You know, you can hit us up, whatever you want. And then uh, last thing to help us out a lot is you can go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave us a five-star review. Really helps out with viewership, so please do so. And, yeah, let's go ahead and jump in. So first thing... Um, talking about the movies and TV, I do. Let's skip it. I know it's not coming for a little bit, but Cocaine Bear. I just want to hear about it. So hit me up. Okay, dude, the movie was so fun. I went and saw it with the wife. Um, we hit up the Cine Bistro, and uh, oh man, it was so good. Like it was, <laughs> it was everything I I could have wanted it to be. Like mm-hmm. they leaned in on that that shit so effing hard. And it was, it was like, it was perfection. Like the, the time it was, you know, early nineties, um, you know, so all the fashion was obviously fucking terrible. Um, (laughs) it had the right people talk the right way. They looked the right way. They acted the right way. Um, there, it was true. There was cocaine and there was bears and there was eating. It was gory as hell. (laughs) Um, had Ray Liotta in it, um, which I'm guessing is like his last movie um, that he was in before everything. So that was fun to see him again. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the CG on the bear was really good. It was it had some a lot of good humor. It had good gore. Good, you know, it was fun, man. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I am going to be seeing it um, probably in the next couple of days. Uh, yeah, I would. Sunday. I would definitely. Yeah, I would definitely go see it in a theater. It was definitely worth it. Yeah, um, we were laughing, and there were people in the theater that were not laughing, and they were like, "What is going on with these two idiots?" And I'm like, "This is fucking hilarious! Like, this is like yeah, this is like <laughs> the best shit ever." Um, yeah, there was, and there was like some subplots, and I will say, like. Um, a pitch meeting dropped the pitch meeting for it today mm-hmm. and it might be his best, best pitch, meeting. pitch meeting yet <laughs> yes oh yeah there was some stuff in that pitch meeting that i was just like gold didn't you say the pitch meeting gold. for quantum mania was fantastic too yeah i think did i watch that one one of another one was really good i, yeah, don't you, remember, I remember you I messaged me and, and told me like like you have to watch it for this one. I forgot what it was now. I'd have to look. Good. There's he says so many yeah. good ones, he, dude. He does do a lot of good ones. Yeah, yeah, he does good work. Um, well, I did see uh, a movie as well. I forgot to put this one on the list, mm-hmm. but um, uh, pulling up the name again. Oh yeah, Operation Fortune. Mm-hmm. Did you hear about this one? No, I did not. Jason Stafen, Audrey Plaza, um. 
Hugh Grant. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think I saw the trailer for it. Yeah, where where Audrey Aubrey Plaza's like his like you know girl on the phone or whatever that like gives him his jobs and stuff. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, that looks um, good. Was it good? It, it was like it actually was surprisingly very good. Nice. I was. Yeah, there was. They did a lot of um, one thing that really annoys me about action movies is just like convenience, right? Yeah, yeah. and I just there's nothing that annoys me more than that when they take it to like a crazy because you're always going to have some, right? And that's fine. I accept well, yeah, that. that's what makes but, the movie. But when you take it to a crazy degree, I just I get upset. But in this one, like they actually do a lot more strategizing and things like that, so it's not cr- quite as like crazy actiony and a little bit more spy like. You know, mm-hmm. which I personally much more prefer. So, um, yeah, it was actually very good. Hugh Grant played a fantastic role. I, even though I know he's an asshole in real life um, and mm-hmm. apparently just a, a drunk idiot, um, he I mean, isn't he, that the best kind of idiot. I mean, let's be honest. true. <laughs> and he's British, so it makes it all totally fine. Yeah. Um, drunk no, British it, idiot. Exactly. Uh, checks out. Checks out. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's uh, he always plays fantastic roles. I, I love him in everything he does, and honestly, he, he crushed this one. So, um, super excited uh, to watch it again. Honestly, yeah, I'm gonna have to check it out. Yeah, please do. I think we saw the trailer. I don't even remember when we saw the trailer, but we saw the trailer for it. And we we're like, oh yeah, that that looks good. Yeah, I was expecting it honestly to be pretty garbage whenever I walked in, but yeah, no. very pleasantly surprised. Um, nice. I do want to go see Creed three as well. That's on the list. We're going to be talking about that in a little bit, anyways. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, or I think I put that. Yes, I did put that in there. Um, actually, that's in the wrong section. I'm just going to go ahead and talk about Creed right now. Um, okay, do it. Yeah, so Creed uh, three just came out recently. Um, I'm actually not sure what reviews it got. If it, I, I haven't looked yet cause I didn't want to spoil anything for myself, but, um, I think it did pretty good. Um, but most importantly, um, Michael B. Jordan, who's the director of these now since, um, uh, Sylvester Stallone stepped off, I think two creeds ago. Um, and yeah, he's been doing a really good job with it. I've seen all of them so far. It was very good. But he's a huge anime fan, um, mm-hmm. and he even made like he wanted this movie to have a lot of anime kind of fighting and these kind of subplots and things like that. So it's very anime inspired, and he says that he actually wants to he even went so far as making some of the actors study up on anime for this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but he actually also wants to make an anime spinoff of Creed, which, you know, whenever you first think about it, I feel like it wouldn't do that well. But when you really think about it, honestly, anything as an anime can do well. So I think it could be fantastic. Mm. Yeah. It's all about the writing and how it works, the action. Because, I mean, if I don't know, have you ever seen Food Wars? Mm-mm. Fantastic anime series. Absolutely fantastic. Hilarious anime series. Um, but if you can if you can make a hit anime series out of cooking, you can do anything. So yeah, yeah, yeah I've seen some crazy ones. There was um, there's some there was like a soccer one, like a girls soccer one that I remember watching like way yeah. back in the day. And there's the um, volleyball one, which is huge, like one of the rated as like one of the ten best animes, and it's just about volleyball. So 
Yeah. Yeah. Why why not, basically, you know? Basically. Um, why ask why? Just do it. <laughs> so, yeah, there's that. Um, let's go ahead and talk about this other cool thing, though. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, not really my thing. Was never in my, you know, age range, I suppose. But um, I was kind of on the cusp of it, I think. Because I, I mm-hmm. at least knew who they were. But I do know that all of the recent movies that they've tried to make have been terrible, right? Yeah, I haven't really seen any of the newer stuff. Okay, well, I think objectively it's seen as terrible. But they are coming out with a new animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. And it is by Seth Rogen. And it's got a whole bunch of uh, big names in it, including Paul Rudd as well. Um, Of course. and yeah, of course, Paul, Paul Rudd and uh, Seth Rogen. Why would you not? But um, yeah, it, it looks actually like really, really good. The It's animated, as I said, but it's animated in a very cool, interesting style. Um, and they yeah, it's are got a very, very like Spider-Verse League of uh, Arcane kind of feel yeah, to it. Like. Yeah, maybe a little, um, how should I say... I don't know how to describe it, but yeah, yeah, it's around there. It's around there. Um, But yeah, I'm digging it. They also are much more like teenagers, like younger teenagers Mm -hmm. in this one, it seems like. As they should be. Which, yeah, I think is more true to form, I believe. So um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of a fan of this one. I'm going to have to actually watch this one and and see how it goes. Yeah. but yeah, let's go ahead and talk about the next big one because there's a lot to say about this one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I'll just say real quick, as a fan of Teenage Mutant Ninja sure. Turtles from when I was a kid, I'm I'm I saw this trailer and I was like, hell yes, it looks really good. It seemed there to have go. the right amount of like comedy to mm-hmm. like action, and it looks like it's like right at the very beginning of them coming basically out of the sewers, right? So like right. They're, they're making like their first debut. And mm-hmm. they did. They didn't show Shredder, but they did show Bebop and Rocksteady, um, which and they looked awesome. So yeah, God, I those think, names: <laughs> Bebop yeah. and Rocksteady. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was like the main, like the the um, God, what were they? Uh, a Wart, a Warthog, and a Rhino. Hmm. Um, okay, but yeah, they're like the punk rock bad guys. Well, um, so like that's the thing, like with characters like that, especially. He, it can't take itself too seriously, right? It's not supposed to. No. But no, I feel like in some of these other movies, like they've tried to, you know. It, well, so it, there was, yeah. So there was a, there was. So the, the I don't know if you, if you've ever mm-hmm. looked at the Ninja Turtles, right? Um, right. They've been drawn in a lot of different ways, and the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comics were black and white, mm-hmm. and they were brutal af like blood and dismemberment oh yeah dude they were not for kids um and i think they basically got picked up by the cartoon companies and said this would actually be kind of cool if it was more like child oriented so they had another line basically for the cartoons but they continued to develop you know the ninja turtles as they were originally written Mm. um and and even at that point, like Eastman and Laird, which are the guys who created it, had different artists come on here and there and do different renditions of the turtles. Oh, okay. So there would be runs of the comic where it'd be like in feudal Japan. And there was like a run where they were like snapping turtles. 
and they looked <laughs> wow, and they okay. looked yeah and they looked and they looked scary as hell like they were brutal <laughs> um and stuff That's so like yeah cool. it, it's definitely something like if you're interested in it because i think it has a really cool feel to it to go back mm-hmm. into some of those older books and see kind of some of the different ways they've been portrayed you you see a completely different like side of of where the original creators had started to where they ended like they weren't like these giant like surfer dude you know cowabunga guys uh at first and they just kind of turned into that and then it kind of like had that dual path for a long time which is kind of neat yeah that no that that is super cool i didn't even know those things about the Mm -hmm. series that sounds like it actually is badass as hell yeah so gonna need to check that out um let let me hit the Super Mario. Actually, well, yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Do you want to do Just that one? Just go now? in order. Let's do the Super Mario Brothers. Okay, this is uh, this is the big one. So they released the final trailer for the new Super Mario's uh, movie, mm-hmm. and you get to see a lot more of everything, including um, Ryan or I'm sorry, Chris Pratt talk about. I mean, do talk. his voiceover. Just talk in general as Mario and it's kind of what we thought I just can't get Chris Pratt out of my head saying these things but yes. the, ser- or the movie itself though outside of that honestly looks really good like, yeah no really I mean they, we gotta hear a lot more um, Bowser a lot more Jack Black as Bowser mm-hmm. and of course he sounds great um, and you can hear Jack Black in there, but I think it's also he's kind of toned it back a little bit and kind of given it a slightly different tone in his voice yeah. to make it not like just, oh, it's just Jack Black talking, you know? Um, you know, I think I think Anna Taylor-Joy sounds like her, I don't, but I don't think she needs to really mask her voice. She's got a pretty interesting voice. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it looks really good um, overall. I think the I think the only thing is gonna that's gonna be problematic is gonna be um, Mario's voice, and I think for the for the kids, I don't like my son. I don't think he's gonna care. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He doesn't know. You know, he's seen Guardians once, maybe he's seen some Jurassic World, so he knows who Chris Pratt is, but he doesn't know him by name. I don't right. think he'd be able to go. Oh yeah, that's that guy from Jurassic World. Do you know what I mean? I think it's right. enough that. But anyone else who knows him well enough probably would. Um, but yeah, yeah like that like Rainbow Road um, action sequence they showed in that trailer looks looked freaking bonkers. Like the yeah, quality man. of the animation is very high. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I hope I'm, that they go with that. Yeah, I'm very hyped about it. I think it's going to be great. I think they did a good job with all that stuff. Um, the only other question mark right now for me is Luigi as well. But, you know, uh, Charlie Day, A, he's less known, right? Um, and then also, so I, I don't think a lot of people will be able to pin him quite as hard. Yeah. And um, second, he also just like in general, like personifies who Luigi is. So yeah, I, I think so. No matter what. Yeah. Um, but Chris Pratt, it's just, it's just not. So yeah, hopefully it, like I know that I'll never like it, but hopefully I it's passable whenever it comes out. Yeah, you know I, think I, mean? the, I think the difference is, is that, like between those two is like I, th- I consider both of those guys to be like character actors like Chris Pat Pratt is your typical action star guy right a little bit of drama you know in that conversation mm-hmm. but he's primarily like an action guy they can act you know a decent amount right? right Charlie Day is a character actor in that he's like kind of that 
you know, high strung, you know, funny, um, wrong place at the wrong time kind of guy. Yeah. The, the thing is, is that one of those lines up with the character that they're playing and the other right. one doesn't. Right. So, you know, Charlie Day is perfectly suited for Luigi. In fact, it's like the role his his voice is kind of made for. Whereas yeah, Chris like Pratt that. is having to do something that it feels like it's it, it's from what I've heard so far. It feels like a stretch. They should have just not had him talk like not had him try to talk like Mario at all. Like yeah. just let him just do his own thing and not not even try and be I guess an Italian plumber. If they I, you know, I don't even know. That, yeah, I don't even know like. You know, like, because it's not like Charlie Day is running around going like, it's a me, Luigi. You know what I mean? It's like, like, just, just, you could just let that side of it go. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. then, and then just let Chris Pratt be Chris Pratt, which is like kind of the the older brother that, you know, is, is this, that, and the other thing. And you've got the worry war younger brother and maybe we'll get a cool Luigi's Mansion movie out of it, which would be like freaking sweet. But, um, yeah, that's just kind of, I, I I hope it doesn't end up being like, man, I wish they would have just said like, screw that. You know what I mean? And just done their own thing with his voice, but we'll see. We've talked about it quite a bit in the past. though. Yeah. Well, at least it's consistent, right? It's, it's always looked good good. all the way through. So yeah. All right. Well then, um, yeah, let's go ahead and bump down to the next thing here. (laughs) Did you want to talk about? Yeah, I'll go ahead and say this. I'll go ahead and say this because I don't know if you got to see the trailer, but cocaine bear walked so that meth gator could run. (laughs) There is a movie coming out by the guys who made Sharknado. Oh, wow. Called meth gator. I don't really need to say anything more than that, except that I am very excited to watch what will be a terrible B film that will also be awesome. B film or like the wrong ways. C film. Well, yeah, I mean, I think they're still called beer tier, but you yeah. know what I'm saying. Like Sharknado I, I was terrible in all of the right ways, all the best ways. Yeah, and I think I I feel like they're just leaning hard into it and going. Well, cocaine bear. Mm-hmm. What other animals? Meth gator. Oh yes, yeah. it, so, it is definitely kind of the return of the Sharknado scenario. Yeah, no, for um, sure. So I'm just like, I'm, I'm just like, it. I'm in it. Yeah, I'm all yeah. in. Let's let's go. I mean, I, I think that you should have fun. Like there, there's like why not just have fun and make a stupid fucking movie? Like I mean, it, it, when you watch the pitch meeting, you're gonna you're gonna laugh your ass off after you see the movie mm-hmm. and go, yep, okay. Because there's a part at the end where you're like, yep, I could see this like literally happening in the boardroom and them going, really? Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. You know what I mean? It's like, let's just have some fun. Well, you know what I like about these is that in a world where everyone's trying to create a Marvel franchise and when Marvel franchise has just begun to suck, Mm -hmm. you need these kind of movies to come in and break them up. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, for sure. I mean... It does show that there is an opportunity for like unique thought and and trying to kind of think at, you know come up with something new and unique. Um, mm-hmm. It was funny though because I did um, we watched a uh, there's this guy on YouTube that that does these things where he like tells you the story of something that's like weird and um, like it'll be like you know, ghost stories and shit like that. So he did the cocaine bears. So my wife and I sat and watched it. It's like a 15 minute little thing. 
mm-hmm. and the reality of the story that it's based on, because you know it's like based on true events, is Bear finds bag of cocaine. Bear eats cocaine. Bear gets high as fuck, runs real fast, dies a hundred feet from the bag of cocaine. <laughs> that's that's the actual that's story funny. of Cocaine Bear. He's found by a hunter, right? Mm-hmm. Who gets scared shitless because he thinks it's a bear sleeping in the forest and he's a dead man. Realizes it's dead, leaves, tells mm-hmm. his buddy about it. His buddy goes, "Man, there was a drug dealer that splatted on the pavement because that was true. The whole like drugs in the woods and the the and all that stuff. Like that part of the movie, like the drugs being there, was true. Mm-hmm. And um." So they called the authorities. The authorities went, got the bear, and and opened him up and saw the cocaine and all this stuff. And was like, holy crap! But they, um, the uh, the tax, the um, the the coroner that did the autopsy, instead of you know burning the bear, he had him um, taxidermied. So he had him stuffed, and he donated him to the park. To, and then the par- he ended up like getting shifted around, and then he was stolen at one point. And then he was sold on the black market a bunch. And now he like literally is in a mall in Tennessee or Texas or something with a chain around his neck and a giant cowboy hat with a T on it. And it says, this is cocaine bear. And it says he died of a massive heart attack after doing a bunch of cocaine. Don't do drugs, kids. And he's like the mascot for a shopping mall. That's funny. <laughs> and that's where the guy, I guess, who wrote the movie saw that thing and was like, oh, my God, that's hilarious. What if yeah. instead of it instantly dying, it actually went on a rampage? So it was kind of funny. It was like, wow. So now you get to see how far from the true story event these things can be, you know? Yeah. So. Well, that is pretty sick. I am super excited to see it. And Meth <laughs> Gator coming out. So. Yeah. That'll be fun. Um, Mandalorian season three kicks off, and apparently you are the only ones that has watched it so far. So you have said it kicks off pretty hard. Yeah, dude, it was it was awesome. I mean, the first episode was, um, and we talked a little bit about it on the pre-show, but the first episode was was a, a good setup bit. You know, you gotta bridge the gap. They bridge the gap mm-hmm. between you know Mando and what happened in um, Book of Boba Fett. There were some callbacks to that because obviously the idea would be that if you didn't see Book of Boba Fett, you didn't necessarily miss much. Um, right. Be, even though that one, you know, Mando episode in the middle of Boba Fett was, in my opinion, unbelievably important to the story yes. of Mandalorian. And I almost think that that should have been like a. They should have put that up as like Mandalorian season three, episode zero. Yeah, where I agree where they had put it under the Mando name. Um, so people watched it because I think all the stuff about the dark saber and stuff and how it was really heavy and, and all the problems he was having with it. And the, they did, they did touch on like the redeeming himself and they showed some flashbacks to that, to that episode where she tells him that he's a Mandalorian no more because he took off his helmet. So they do bridge that gap. So even if you hadn't seen that, um, Book of Boba, you would know that he's been disgraced in the eyes of the armor and that he's on this quest to go redeem himself. And that's kind of where the show kicks off is he's trying to make his way to Mandalore. Um, and then episode two just dives right in and it's good. You know, Bo-Katan is back and baby, you know, Grogu's running around. And, and like we said in the thing, uh, Favreau and Filoni were doing an interview and they said... Um, 
that Grogu was training with Luke for about two years. So he's got a little bit of juice now, uh, a little mm-hmm. bit more control when he uses his powers. He doesn't like pass out instantly and things. So he's become more of a functional uh, thing. But it really is cool because it goes in like more of a father son. Like he starts teaching Grogu about how to be a Mandalorian, which is kind of neat. Um, you know, he's talking to him about like how you got to know about the stars. And it's just really cool. Um, like character building stuff going that on in between cool. the badassery. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, Good I mean, stuff. that stuff is sick. Can't wait to watch it myself. Probably going to be diving in on that tomorrow. So we can definitely talk more about it next week. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's go ahead and move on to the games now. So there yes. was a Capcom event that just happened. And mm-hmm. there's some stuff in here, but the, there's only a few big takeaways that um, I feel like are worth mentioning. First thing being um, Street Fighter Six. So that is still coming. June 2nd, um, they added mm-hmm. in uh, or, or showcased um, apparently a very famous Japanese actress that is going to be a commentator for it. So mm-hmm. um, that's pretty cool. But the game looks fantastic. Like, I mean, the graphics on this thing yeah. are insanely yeah, good. nuts. Yeah, the physics yeah, for sure. is on point. So definitely looking forward to this one. If any of you guys are fighter fans, really check it out because it's it's going to be crushing it um mega man battle network legacy collection we've uh kind of talked about this before but Mm -hmm. um it's basically the big collection of the mega man series um it's going to be if you're into mega man this will be the thing to get yeah the battle the battle network games it's all 10 of them but it is Mm -hmm. split against two two volumes which kind of sucks yeah like they're not even going like here's all 10 they're going like here's five and here's five which i think is kind of but. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, Mega Man fans, I would imagine, are still going to pay it no matter what. They'll deal with it. Yep. But, um, yep, so there's that. And then there's Exo Primal, um, which they showed off, which is a yeah. team-based dino-battling online shooter where you play as yep. giant mechs and things like that. And I got to tell you, this is one of those games that I feel like it would be a blast to play for, like, two hours mm-hmm. and then i feel like it would be so janky that you'd get fed up and you'd stop it and you would never play it again yeah it definitely has that like it's it's got you know, some buy it for 10 bucks and play it with some friends here and there exactly beer you know um, exactly it, it w- it's going to be amazing fun for two hours that that is literally what i think this game exists yeah for. yeah so um yeah Definitely, you know, looks interesting. Check it out. Watch the video. You know, good stuff. Uh, there's a new game, Ghost Trick Phantom Detective. Uh, if you're into that, guy who is killed and then comes back as a phantom and then has to figure out um, the detective work to do uh, or to show off how he died and all that kind of stuff. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Monster, Hunter, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. It's a new expansion. Release date April 28th. So that's something. Looks good. You know, lots of new monsters. That's cool, um, as as expected. And then we also got a Resident for Resident Evil 4 uh, demo that just dropped recently. And, um, yeah, there's a Chainsaw demo in it. So that'll be interesting. But it's Resident Evil 4, and it looks really good. So, yeah, I mean, shit. you can't go wrong with some really good-looking Resident Evil 4. Exactly. Uh, they did They did actually, like, a very good job of it. I, I am impressed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, definitely going to be looking forward towards that. 
but that's probably it for all the Capcom stuff. Just wanted to go through a lot of it real quick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, next thing here, Suicide Squad game is delayed, unsurprisingly, after negative fan reactions. Are you surprised by this? I don't know, man. Like, what? What? I I must have missed when this happened. Like, what? What? What did? What did we see in this? These trailers that was so negative that people that they're they're gonna try and like is it just the live service stuff i think so i i I would imagine that it's because i mean for me it's the story personally i think it's silly um but yeah i think a lot of the the details in it um in regards to like the the co-op stuff and everything like that like I don't know. Apparently, it's not hitting well with people, um, mm-hmm. especially after the scenario um, with the, uh, I guess, Arkham games. There's mention here about the co-op flop. So, yeah, that may be involved. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, apparently it's just not been received very well. Um, so yeah. it's going to be pushed back to later on this year. doesn't really have a specific date yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're it's definitely going to be pushed out eventually though. It's not like them to give up on anything. Yeah. Well, I think, I guess what it says here is Jason Schreer, who's really well known for getting the inside scoop says that it's going to be a relatively short delay and is likely not intended to overall the core gameplay, but is instead just about polishing what's there already. Mm-hmm. So the article says, like, don't expect them to be rip- pulling out all the live service crap, multiple currencies, or the always online requirement, because that would be a much longer and more expensive delay. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like whatever they're doing isn't even going to address the things that people are pissed off. Yeah, that's unfortunate, because I don't, I don't think it, it's not going to do well, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many things that, I mean, I, I'm not interested in it in the slightest because just the story is just so blah. But oh, yeah. okay, I guess it's because it's. It, I guess some of these comments are saying that it's primarily because it looks like it's more of like a looter shooter, like Diablo, but with the Justice League thing, and that's people wanted it to be more like the Guardians, the Guardians game, one, where yeah. it was like an actual like scripted, um, you know, single player experience rather than some kind of weird like looter shooter MMO multiplayer hybrid thing. So I could, I could definitely see that being problematic because that's what I thought it was. I thought it was more like that. I didn't think it was the, this weird looter shooter thing. So that, that's really a miss in their marketing for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Somebody's getting fired. Pretty much. I think so. (laughs) Um, Next thing here, destiny Two Lightfall. So Mm -hmm. I've been playing this one. Um, spending a lot of time on it, getting ready, going back into Destiny, getting raid ready. Um, raid's gonna be kicking off in a few days, so super pumped about that. Mm-hmm. Um, there is also this is good uh, PSA for everyone. If you are playing the game, uh, if you go watch the world stream for the raid whenever it drops, they're doing drops on Twitch, um, so you can get free stuff. Make sure to do that. Um, but yeah, I don't do know what, what it's going to be yet, but yeah, you should definitely check it if out. I ever, if I ever log in again, mm-hmm. I will have years of years Twitch of drops, stuff. years yeah. of Twitch <laughs> drops to collect. Like I've collected every Twitch drop from that game, I think, except for maybe four or five. So like 
all the weapons, all the Ingrams, all the emotes, all the speeders and spaceships and little guys that float behind you and everything. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I love Destiny too. I, I think that is like Bro, no better time. Such than a the great game. Thing. It's just the time. However, yeah, but you know what? If I get that damn Steam Deck, I will mm-hmm. definitely install Destiny Two on that thing Good. without Good. a doubt because that seems like the perfect handheld to play game on, yeah. to play. Yeah. So, well, if de- when I, get back I hope from, that you do. Yeah, when game. I get back from Costa Rica, it's definitely mm-hmm. the first thing on my list to get. I I got boned this week and my fucking dryer broke, so that was like seven hundred bucks I had to oh, spend. Wow. That I, that was basically my. That was basically my Steam Deck money. Just pissed out the window because the stupid Damn. dryer broke. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that is unfortunate, but I, I would love to see on Disney, too, because it, yeah. it is good. Well, let me tell you a little bit about Lightfall real fast, though, because this is Go. important for people. So the story has received split a split decision overall, I'd say. Mm. It's either you love it or you hate it. I have not seen... <laughs> Uh, intermediate reviews. No on one's going. Thing. It's okay. It's not an. It's okay. It's yeah, exactly. A masterpiece. Fucking it, garbage. That's exactly what it is. So, for me, I'm a fan of it. Um, I think that you have to approach it while remembering that they like to tell the story through the seasons. Now, you know, you mm-hmm. get. Like the story unfolds more than just the expansion; it comes through the seasons as well. And I think people are still a little annoyed by that because you have to pay for the seasons on top of the expansion, mm-hmm. right? So, and I totally understand that because that is you know extra money and it can get annoying. But um, yeah, either way, it still did a really good job. Lots of new implementation of of uh, different systems and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, very confusing getting in and learning it all again, but you you seem to get the hang of it pretty fast. I kind of figured out everything to do in the first, I would say, three, four days. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if you have a friend that knows what they're doing, that would definitely expedite it a bit more. Me and all my friends, we all hopped in together, so we were all new, mm-hmm. and we were just trying to figure it all out. Um, yeah, I got I got a buddy that 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 plays pretty hard, so oh, if okay. I if I did go back in, I know he's been playing quite a bit. Um, there you go. It so. does make it very nice that everything is cross-platform, cross-save, though, because, yeah, I'm playing oh, with yeah. friends from all different systems. So Yeah, I'm glad they finally got that all all worked out, because mm-hmm. for a while there was the whole, it was a little well, I'm on Xbox, I'm on PlayStation, oh, yeah. well, I'm not playing with any of you assholes, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> now it's, now it's kind of worked out, and I, I think that's for the better. Oh, yeah. Especially since sure. it's free to play now, I think that you would be real screwed if you hadn't worked that out, in my opinion. But. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But all right, on to the next thing here. Starfield release date, nine six twenty three. What do you think about yep. that? I'm I'm all for it. I know it got pushed back from when people, you know, it was it there some people are saying, Oh, it's another delay and I'm saying, dude, it's coming out. Like like get over it. Like let let them take whatever time they need to to make it right. You know what I mean. But it looks, oh man, it looks good. I'm ready. Yeah, it, it does look good. I I am. I don't think I'll play it, but it does look undeniably good. I'll say that. And it's from Bethesda, so you know. It's yeah, Bethesda. Right. Bethesda. It'll be good. I, I'm gonna play it. That's that's on my list. Um, my only problem is. 
I'm probably going to be doing most of my PC gaming on a Steam Deck in the foreseeable future, and Game Pass needs to work something out with Valve to um, to get ga- Game Pass games like native on there, not just cloud. Because I think I think if I honestly think if if Game Pass if if Xbox did that, like worked that out with Valve, like maybe gave them a cu- like a small cut of you know the money. Mm-hmm. I think it would be massive for Game Pass. It'd be huge because the Steam Deck has really taken off. And, um, you know, Game Pass is really big on PC. And I think that um, it would be a great way for them to extend, you know, extend the reach of that thing. Um, because you do have a lot of people that aren't necessarily PC gamers that will be getting Steam Decks. And I know that there's like Razors talking about putting one out. And there's some other companies now that are seeing how well it's doing that are ready to give it a shot. I think the thing about Steam is is that nobody but Valve has the um, the storefront to support it. You know what I mean? Like if you mm-hmm. had to go and like actually install your games manually on that thing, it would suck ass. Um but because of the integration with the Steam Store, I think is what makes that thing really sing, you know? Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. So, but yeah, that'll be the fun part is figuring out how to get that. I mean, I know you can install stuff, sideload it, and put Windows on it, and this, that, and the other, but then you're just mm-hmm. removing the things that make it, I think, unique and, and functional. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, definitely good stuff coming there. Um, looking forward to it. Uh, next this next thing, one though. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the thing right here. Diablo Four Beta starts three seventeen to three nineteen for the early access. Ooh, man, it's looking good. Yeah, and then at the end of the month, I think it's the last weekend of the month is everybody open beta. Anyone mm-hmm. can play. No no purchase required. Yeah. Um, which is when I'll be jumping in because I I do want to kind of see how it feels. I was talking to. Um, uh, a friend of mine, Cyber Shark, he used to be. Uh, we played MSF with him, and you know he's banging around podcast listener and everything. So if you're there, what's up, dude? Um, but uh, we were talking about like kind of the, the the thing that that we're not sure and haven't been able to really tell is that like if you think about like the progression of Diablo from one to two to three, there was like this this shift from two to three where it really changed from like this more like suspenseful drag your way through hell and and make it through the masses to this like super speedy like loot explosions everywhere all the time forever right Mm -hmm. versus like you know doing mephisto runs for hours and ball runs and do you know what I mean? Oh, to yeah. try and get gear. Um, Cow runs and in the then, early days. Right. And then also the the way the skill system changed. Um, and, and it seems to me like Diablo 4, from what I can tell, is kind of leaning closer to Diablo 2 than it is to 3. And I think it'll be interesting to see if the the player base from Diablo 3 that, that stuck with it, right? Because there was a lot of people that played Diablo 3 and then just never came back, right? Even with the expansion and all the good yep. things they did with it. Um, is if it will still, if it's still skewed towards kind of that slower um, pace versus like mm-hmm. the, everybody's running at 300 miles an hour as fast as they can to clear a rift in a minute and a half. You right. know what I mean? So um, that's what I'm interested to understand. 
Uh, yeah, I would like to see a return to form on that as well. Yeah, I, I saw a, a YouTube video. I didn't watch the whole thing, but the guy was saying that the skill system is a lot stronger with a mm-hmm. lot more um, uh, room for like experimentation and customization than the origin than, than Diablo three was. Kind of more like where two was, I guess. But um, we'll see. But yeah, yeah, I mean, the it looks nice. Like everything, the graphics look great. Um, the character classes they're bringing are good. Yeah, I excuse me. I just hope that they bring. I just hope that they, like the thing that kind of felt like a a miss in Diablo three was when they released the Necromancer, you know, for ten bucks, but then they never released any of the other old classes, and I think that was a huge fuck up on their part. And I hope that in this one. You know whether it's through an expansion that gives you a new story arc that's based around a new char- a character class coming back, like oh here's the assassin, mm-hmm. and uh, and here's a whole chapter and a new a new act that's based around meeting and finding and learning and playing as right, and they just that's how they expand it, and you pay fifteen or twenty bucks for that, and they come out with it you know once every six months, and you get a new character with a new act, like kind of like Destiny is where you get like an expansion once a year every two years and then in the middle you get these like seasons and story beats but instead of it just being like oh here's a bunch of weapons it's more like here's a whole new act to the story and a new character class to play as i think Mm -hmm. that would be really cool because if they bring all of the character classes through from diablo 2 and 3 i think it'll be really nice do you know what i mean you got the paladin and the crusader like hell yeah Mm -hmm. and i'm really pumped about um, the fact that it's going to be cross-play, like that, mm-hmm. is something mm-hmm. I, I'm just super excited for because I want to play this thing on my PlayStation. I don't have a, a PC. I have a Mac, so I can't play it <laughs> mm-hmm. on a computer. So I'm just glad that I can play with everyone on my PlayStation. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was the thing that really pissed me off about Diablo 2 Resurrected. Exactly. Because yep. I got it on the Switch, and I actually really like playing it on the Switch. Same. But, but the no way that they it. handled the way that they handled the multiplayer, where Ugh. it wasn't like lobbies, and it just like dumped you into random yep. shit. It was disgustingly the, bad. Right. Which is the way that Diablo 2 was built is is specifically built around like being able to go into a trade lobby. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like the whole player economy is built off of that, and by them not having that in there was a huge screw up, especially since they had it on the PC. Like I don't understand why they couldn't just have that on the Switch, but exactly, yeah, you know, that sucked. Yeah, it was really unfortunate. I, I was upset. That was the thing that made me basically stop playing Resurrected, and I was so hyped for it. So I know, man. I, I keep wanting to go back and just play through it just once, just play through the game, enjoy it as yeah. a single player, do what you know, self found. See how, see if I can beat it and then just like put it away again. Mm-hmm. All right, well, moving on to the next thing here, Wargroove Two is coming. This one is all you. I I know nothing of this game. Well, you know, I mean, you know what Advance Wars is, right? Yes. Okay, so and you know that they finally they finally after the Nintendo Direct have gone, you know, hey, it's finally coming now. Even because you remember it was supposed mm-hmm. to come out and the you know Russia invaded Ukraine and they're like, yeah, right, the world climate is not good for a a uh, game that is definitely has a Russian based. Uh, right. force in it invading another country because that was like just hit a little too close to home um 
So, but Wargroove is a very similar type game. So it's in the same vein as Advance Wars, where instead of like, because did you play Advance Wars back in the day? No, I did not. So the big thing is, is Advance Wars is done by some Fire Emblem guys, and but instead of it being like you have characters and you bring the characters to the field, you have a, like a base and you actually build troops every turn with the money that you've collected by controlling um, buildings and stuff, you get points and then you can spend those points to buy units and then they deploy out of this little base in the back and then they move out. So you have a, you don't have a, like a finite amount of guys on the board. And then depending on what you do, you can build air units and land units and and you can get naval bases and build um, like ships and stuff um, depending on the map. And so it's not, um, you can adapt your strategy to kind of what's going on in the field. Like if you need to take a bunch of cities, you'll build some troops at the beginning and then you'll let those troops go and turn and switch to tanks. And um, so Wargroove is a game that's in a similar vein as to way, the way that's structured. And it's very good. I just picked it up on sale the other day. I've been wanting it for a long time. It's been out for years, but they just announced that um, Wargroove 2 is on the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, which is awesome because I liked I think Advanced Wars hit a real nice niche that no one that didn't really get picked up on super heavy um, and and to see some more games even so far from there come out in that same strategy style is really nice. Um, yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward. I'm really looking forward to Advanced Wars release because it's got the full map builder in it too so that's going to be pretty awesome because you'll be able to play maps that other people made and stuff Mm -hmm. well this game does look fun i will say yeah yeah i picked up it was on sale on switch for like four or five bucks a couple weeks ago so i picked it up finally after all these years right i think i also grabbed moonlighter while i was at it i can't remember Hmm. if i picked that one up or not um but yeah that that looks good with that yeah. Um, so then we also have the Wayfinder MMO Airship Syndicate. Yeah. So the Airship Syndicate is the name of the group that's making it. And they should sound familiar to you because they, they made a game that you really like. Bio. What? No, not Bioshock. Ruined King. Ruined King. That's right. Yeah. Airship Syndicate is the group that made Battle Chasers, who was then hired to make Ruined King, which is like a Battle Chasers it, it's in made by in the battle chasers engine, but then it was like modified Why and they changed the lane. Sounds so familiar to me. Yeah, because Airship Syndicate's the company that right. Makes but it. I mean, like older game. I feel like yeah, they might. I think they have a game before uh, Battle Chasers Night War, but um, yeah. So this is their new MMO, and it, it's in uh, closed beta. I got into the beta. I just haven't had a chance to um, play it. Um, but it's supposed to be. Um, it's supposed to kind of harken back more to um, the older um, games, right? Like mm-hmm. older MMOs and stuff like that, rather than like this newer generation of like live service MMOs. It's more of a like, yeah. So it's, it seems pretty interesting. Um, so I'm looking forward to actually checking out. Oh, Darksiders. They did Darksiders. Uh, okay. They did some of the Darksiders Genesis game. That was theirs. Okay. So that might be what what you remember from, but yeah, Wayfinder yeah, was looks looking, pretty sweet. Yeah, it looks. I mean, it looks very good, and obviously, yeah. I I love Fruit King. So 
Yeah. So it's interesting. The thing that's interesting about the Wayfinder that's really cool, I think, is that they're they're calling it a character MMO. So you don't like make a guy from scratch and pick a class. You actually select a character. So like that berserker is a character and they have a storyline and that's who they are. And then you can customize their weapons and their skills and their loadouts, which changes the way they play. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as you play, you will unlock additional characters to play as. And then you can that when you log in, you can pick which one of those characters you want to play at that time. And each one of them will be at a different level and have different skills and weapons and stuff. But. I think that's a really interesting way to look at it, in my opinion, um, rather than just saying, oh, you're a rogue. Go do rogue things. It's like, no, right. you're a you're a barbarian. You know, you're a, um, you're a, you're an assassin or what? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. And then you have a name and a and a style and a look and everything, you know? Yeah. The graphics just aren't doing it for me, though. Well, yeah. I mean, it's got that like, wow. It style. looks like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's got that cartoony. You know, wow, Fortnite style to it. I mean, yeah. it, it's like Dauntless, and there's a bunch of games like this. I don't. This style doesn't bother me because I played a lot of World of Warcraft. This is I'm fine with this look. Um, it also lends itself really well to like online role playing game, online gaming because you can put a lot of people and a lot of stuff on screen at once, and it's not as taxing. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing is they designed this game to be played with a controller. So it's going to be, you know, on other systems and just PC, which is nice and, right. and cross-platform and stuff. Yeah, that is good. That is helpful. All right. Well, then it brings us to the last one here. Actually, this might be a remnant from last week. I'm not sure. Street Fighter dual release. I think we talked about that last week. No, 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 no okay. I don't think we did. Go for it. Um, it's only been out for like eight days. So and I think we recorded like 10 days ago. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's it's freaking sweet. Like I'm really, really liking it. There's a lot of good things going for it. It's um I don't know. I mean it's it's you know, it's your standard kind of AFK arena clone. It is played in landscape instead of portrait, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um mm-hmm. but it th- the thing about this one I think is the IP is definitely strong. Um you know, the graphics are really good. And it brings enough uniqueness in its combo system that warrants a, a look. You know, even if you're not like, oh, man, I played AFK for forever. Like, I think this one has some stuff going for it that's unique enough to to warrant taking a peek. And I, I'm playing, you know, Hooch is playing. I know he went deep. Uh, Dorian went deep. Um, and then uh, we got some other guys like um, Drew and Choppy Sticks and some of the other guys that we've... Uh, we played Dislight with, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, those guys are all playing too. So I know we're split up in a couple different, uh, clans right now, but, um, everybody's talking about it on, um, one of our discords there. And it's, it seems to be, people are seeming to really like it. Um, the revenue numbers are really huge. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and it's it's far. The, there was one of the devs in the Discord said that it's like far exceeded everything they thought it could. They knew it was going to be big, and that it was going to like. They knew by using the IP that they were going to bring in people that weren't just, you know, AFK Arena players looking for another idle game. That they were going to tap into a new, more casual audience. Mm-hmm. So, 
they had expected it to do well numbers, but they weren't sure if that was going to translate into actual revenue because those newer, more casual players don't spend, right? They're not like your traditional gotcha whales, right? That show up and dominate the world and then just quit and go to the next big thing, right? Um, right. But they said the revenue numbers are crazy. They're already at like over 300 servers. Um, Dang. Yeah. And, and and there's, you you know, it's just like AFK. Doesn't matter what server you're on, all the clans and guilds and everything are cross platform. It's basically just your arena bracket. You know what I mean? And so you'll have like in a lot of these events, they'll you'll have like a like in Battle Royale, there's a global ranking and a server ranking, and each one of them is independent. So you can be doing really good in your server, but be doing shitty in the global ranking because the whales in server one are like massive, right? Compared to the whales in server two hundred. Right. Um but yeah. They have a really interesting reward system, though, for for the whales. Um, like the first person to get to these certain milestones gets like these giant freaking chunks of um, rewards. So the first three people to get to a particular, um, like uh, I don't know how to explain this. The first, um, the, so they call it the steps of honor. So like the first three people to get to. Uh, Chapter beat chapter six, um, level forty will get like six thousand six hundred and sixty six gems, a ten pole, and four purple characters. Mm-hmm. But then when you start getting into these other ones, like there's one where you get um, so the first person to get to eleven forty gets eighteen twenty four hour of all idle resource packs so you basically get instantly get 18 days of resources right then and there oh wow which is like and the 6,666 gems mm-hmm. so like if you can if you can haul ass and whale into 1140 like you you get to jump so far ahead of like everyone on the server <laughs> with a, basically on day you know people are doing it on like day two so on day two you're already on day 20 worth right. of resources which is crazy. Um, but yeah, so it's, and I'm fine with that. Like reward those whales, get them to spend money. So the game will stick around. <laughs> that, um, that's the way. Yeah. I, I don't feel yeah. bad about that at all. I think that's how it should be. Yeah. I don't, it's one of those things where like, I play this game just to have fun. Like I know I'm not going to compete with, you know, like Hooch is running around with like SSS plus tiers and Dorian and, and those guys are as well. And I'm like sitting here with my, still don't even have an S plus and I'm like, whatever, still playing. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, still feel like a chump though. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's yeah. I like it. You going to jump in check it out. I yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to, I actually just forgot because destiny has taken all my gaming time. Yeah. But yeah. Like I definitely want to give this one a go. So I'm yeah, there's a couple people in my, uh, MSF, uh, Alliance that are like, yeah, um, I might be semi AFK for a couple days because I'm prepping for like the raid, mm-hmm. and um, we're like, yeah, we get it. It's destiny. It's okay. Yeah, uh, gamers, gamers, they understand. You know what I mean? We we know the drills. E- exactly, exactly. So. Um, but yeah, no, super exciting. Lots of good stuff this week that we just found mm-hmm. out. I'm super excited for that Diablo Four beta. I'll let you know because I know you're not you're not playing it this time around for the early beta, Mm-mm. but yeah, I'll let you know how it goes. Gonna be yeah, super let me know. Cool. Um, but yeah, that pretty much wraps it up for this week, everyone. So thank you all so much for listening. We really appreciate it, and thank you very much, Muggin. 
Yep, yep. And we will see you guys next week. Peace.